Krista Clannon, and I'm driving forward with Teen Literacy. Welcome to my first podcast um, with Teen Literacy. Today, I just want to talk about some things connected to teen literacy and different things that we can do to get our students and teens reading on a regular basis. Well, Krista, thanks for inviting me in. I'm Lena Darnay. I'm the District Instructional Technology Specialist, and I popped in today to learn more about teen literacy because so much of what teens engage with is through their technology, their devices, and online. And so through this conversation, we can get to know each other and how the technology and the literacy works together. Yes, that's one thing that I definitely want to work on is how can we get our um, classrooms connected to the technology and getting students to read more, whether it's with a paper um, book, whether it's using their devices to read those um, stories that they really need to be reading so that they can be readers in the future. And of course, my background as a librarian means that I am all in as well for teens reading, kids reading, adults reading, everybody reading, and figuring out ways that they can connect to that short form, maybe short stories or news articles on their phone, and then long form, finding a novel, finding a nonfiction book that they can still really dive into. Now tell me a little bit about your background, Krista. So I have been in education for 26 years, and of those 26 years, I taught middle school, 6th, 7th, and 8th grade for 19 years, um, especially English language arts. Um, and so I definitely have a passion for the reading and getting students connected to the right book and a passion for becoming those lifelong learners. Um, for wanting to read and write in the classroom. I think that's really fascinating, especially here in Pike Township. So we have a really big urban school, about 11,000 students and close to 1,000 teachers and instructional staff. And for the literacy piece to be ingrained into the educational practice, we really need to focus on some key strategies that um, you are going to be working with our teachers with over the coming year. Mm -hmm. so, so one of the key things that we want to make sure that our students are getting throughout, starting even in, down in kindergarten, is that we really think it's valuable that our students are read to. Um, on a regular basis and so we are embedding into our practices a read aloud to the students and so in our introduction that we want our students to do is we want our teachers reading aloud to the students and in this read aloud the teachers have carefully planned these and teaching points um, in a story so that they are thinking aloud and telling the students what they are um, trying to message they're trying to get across and what thinking is going through as they're reading the story to them. So not only are the students hearing the fluency of the reading, they're also learning the thinking behind what the teacher is understanding, what they're comprehending, what message the author's trying to get across. So many things come um, through this read aloud for the students. And so that's one of the key things that we want the teachers to be doing with our students. I think that's really powerful too, because as the move away from uh, reading at the home level um, and more to the devices and the technology and, and working always with um, something kind of independently, uh, we lose the practice of sharing that internal dialogue that us as prolific readers 
always go through and we don't if we don't say those out loud then the kids don't learn to think that same way i remember very vividly as a kid being read to the the judy bloom novels and like super fudge (laughs) and even where the red fern grows in third grade when i cried really obnoxiously out loud because of the dog dying at the end spoiler alert right (laughs) don't read a book with a dog on the cover they always die um and so for me reading out loud was just inherent because the technology was a novel at that point Um, But now we have so many of these programs and devices and things in the classroom. Is there a way that we can still utilize some of the devices, do you think, to encourage reading for pleasure? Yes, um, definitely. So like even our local library has OverDrive. And so our students can download books and listen to a book on, as I still call it, a book on tape. (laughs) So I kind of age myself there, where they can download the book and listen to it. And so they can hear someone else read the book to them. And so that can help them. Um, You know, with all of our devices that are coming into the classrooms, um, the students can do that as well. Um, students, you know, I know in a lot of the schools, students are able to get library cards and the librarians teach them, you know, how to go and download the books, um, whether it's the um, ebook or whether it's the audio book. So the librarians are teaching them how to do that so that they have constant access to the books, even during the summer months, um, so they can enjoy reading at all times. And I think you just touched on a really important piece. Number one, in our township, so we've got a very high number of free and reduced lunch students here in Pike Township. We've got some transient families that move either within district from building to building or from the other urban districts around um, Indianapolis. Uh, I find that maybe the devices are not always available to them at home and maybe not print books always available to them at home. So do you think it's a, a... positive move for Pike Township to be introducing more devices in the classroom? Oh, definitely, Um, because I think that's the way we're going in the future. Um, I think of like just my day-to-day and everybody around me and what they do, um, they are constantly on a device working. You don't see as much paper pencil of of what we do our work on anymore, and so we have to teach our students how to prepare for the future. And so we can do that in our, our literature classes, our reading and writing classes, with preparing them how to use these devices to to hear messages, to hear the books, to hear um, different things in a variety of ways. I think it's really powerful for vocabulary development as well. I know that there are a lot of times that I would read words in print and not know how they were pronounced, and so hearing them read out loud. I think even as an adult, I still hear words for the first time out loud that I never uh, had heard, and I think, oh, that's how you say macabre. It's not macabre, right? But that's how it's spelled on the page. Yeah. I think that's a really powerful piece of developing their academic language mm-hmm. as well. Yep. So let me ask you a couple of questions so that I know how better to help our teachers in the classroom. Um, with we're, with this reading framework going forward that we have in Pike Township, tell me a little bit more about that uh, structured read aloud or the introduction. What are you doing first really to get to know this framework in the township? Okay, so we just finished our, our semester of learning about the introduction. And so um, within the introduction, the teachers, you know, we kind of put some components in place to really help the students. Um, so the teachers began with a purpose of kind of telling the students of what they're going to learn and why, because we feel that is so valuable. The students need to be able to know this so that they can transfer it um, into other classrooms, into what they're doing. Um, and then we get into our mini lesson, which ties to that read aloud of um, what, what they're going to be teaching and how the students can apply it to their reading. Um, because our students need to know the skills and strategies um, to apply it to a text so that they can become proficient readers. We want 
want them to be able to leave the classroom and become better readers for their next class, for their content area subjects, which where we know those are difficult texts. Um, so we're always preparing them for the next level of reading. Um, and so those are um, the key things that we're doing in our introduction is preparing them for, to become those proficient readers with skills and strategies. I think that's really powerful and I think that as you're right, as we go into those harder level social studies, history, science, technology, those the technical readings, the um, articles and the blog posts and, and those pieces that might have vocabulary that is foreign, so those strategies of figuring out how am I going to decipher something I haven't seen before? I think that's a really powerful reason that our students need more of that in um, all the areas, but especially a focus on that in the English language arts. Do you see that there are um, like one or two main things that a teacher might focus on first? Like if they had to have one takeaway from what you're trying to do, if there's one thing they could get really good at, what would that be for you? So I think the one thing that I'd really like them to focus on um, is their mini lesson and really developing that powerful mini lesson of looking at what the students need to become a proficient reader and teaching them the skills and strategies of how to take that and apply it to their reading. And I think the teacher can really do that through the think aloud and the read aloud and showing the students by modeling and demonstrating how they do it in their text and then helping the students be able to do it in their own text. And I think that getting the students in a book that they can read and be able to practice that is key um, along the way. That sounds like a really good connection point too for that library media specialist that's in every one of our Pike buildings. So making sure that the kids know that they can go and find books that are interesting to them and have a connection to them. So it's not always that prescribed reading like mm -hmm. a whole class novel. Uh, maybe not everybody's interested in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, but right, we still want to use those mentor texts to teach them the powerful things that are in books. Well, and we know with whole class novels that you know, you're only aiming towards the middle. Um, of the students that can get that. The high students aren't being challenged, the low students are at frustration, and so we really have to help our students get in books that meet their needs. We've got to challenge the high and we've got to help those students at the low get in books and be able to practice um, the skills and strategies in a book that helps them. I think that's great. Krista, thanks for sharing a little bit of that with me as I learn more about this. As we wrap up, do you have a book recommendation for me for over the summer? Well, it's not a student book, but I just finished The Perfect Nanny, um, which was just, I read it in two days. I could not put it down. It was an outstanding book that kind of leaves you, I'm not going to give anything away, kind of leaves you hanging at the end of like, what? What happens next? So That sounds like a perfect beach read. Yes, a very good um, beach read. All right. Thanks yep. so much, Krista. Thank you, Lena. I really uh, enjoyed this. Join me next time as we continue to drive forward teen literacy. You can also follow me on Twitter at Krista.Clannon, that's Krista with a K and Clannon with a C.